<laughs> Hello and welcome to Satan's Podcast. I am here today with some creepy stories to tell in the hey, dark. Hey, what the f- what? fuck are you doing? What the f- fuck is going on here excuse you satan who the fuck do you think you are you know guys i'm really sorry i just i didn't think that there was anybody home today uh-uh, uh-uh. you are always up in here freeloading leaving your mess everywhere leaving we don't empty water bottles all over the goddamn mm-hmm. place not today satan we are not putting up with your bullshit today man you guys don't understand it's just that hell is really hot so i get really thirsty and what you think it ain't hot here boy it's almost summertime it's about to be a hundred and something degrees this is southern california satan guys look i'm just i'm really sorry i'll i'll get off if you guys really don't want me here. We, we really don't. We don't want you we here. Don't want you we here. don't want you. Get the fuck out You're of here. You're preloading mooch. Get out already. You bitch. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the Millennials Podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Bear. And I am Moons, yeah, the other host. And today we're going to be talking about some creepy occurrences urban legends in the empire because <laughs> <laughs> too many times you hear urban legends from other places but you rarely ever hear them from the ie yeah and i mean there's not too many but there are some interesting ones yeah the thing about the ie is that california is a relatively uh younger state than boring. the rest of the country <laughs> yeah it's boring. boring we don't have as much uh as much haunting <laughs> but we do have some I uh, I personally love going to haunted places. I love going to places <laughs> with like scary stories behind them. I don't. Oh, I love. Oh, I'm gonna take you with me sometime. We're gonna go ghost hunting at night. Fuck. We're gonna go that. to an abandoned insane 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 asylum. I can't say that. I am not down. You can go by yourself. No, you're coming with me. <laughs> I don't want to. But anyways, that's besides the point. So bears, moons, tell everybody. So, we are going to start it off. Mm-hmm. By talking about a little something called... The Orange Show. I was supposed to say that. You took too long. I did. <laughs> so for anybody who lives in the IE area, anybody who lives mainly like in San Bernardino or Redlands, you probably know about The Orange Show. It's a little event held every single year. They put up a big old Ferris wheel and they have shops. And... For oranges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I remember growing up and my parents had always told me that there was a curse here at the Orange Show. Mm -hmm. And that if you've noticed, every year when they have it, it rains, no matter what time of year that they do it. It could be during summer, it could be during winter, it could be during any time. At least at the start of it. Yeah, exactly. But every single time they hold the Orange Show, there is rain and it ruins everything because, you know, they have rides. They they can't be uh, running the rides when it's raining heavily. So I mean, they can, but you know, people <laughs> die and shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like we don't, we don't need that. It costs money. <laughs> we will have more haunted places. But have you, uh, have you read up on it about the reason why? I read very like a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, during like the expansion of uh, of the IE, uh, the powers that be kicked off the the native tribe. That yeah, some settlers lands. came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they wanted to put the orange fields or whatever, mm-hmm. and. They they wanted to hold like a festival to celebrate like the opening of these fields mm-hmm. and the the shaman of, of this tribe or uh, like the chief or someone uh, set a curse mm-hmm. on the on the land uh, saying that this uh, festival or this celebration is always going to be cursed by rainfall. Yeah, 
So basically, <laughs> the Indians fucked us up. Yep. I mean, well, and well deserved because we kicked them out. I thought uh, something that I read that I thought was fucking hilarious is during the 2015 drought, mm-hmm. the governor of, of California here, he said that uh, he was considering moving the orange show around the state so that everybody could get a little bit of rain. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed that though. I, I remember growing up, my parents used to, because my parents went to the orange show a lot yeah. and they took me and I have very faint memories about it. But every single time we would go, no matter what time of year that it was held, it would rain yeah. and then everybody would have to leave. Yeah. And it's like 90 degrees one day and the very next day it's like exactly. 60 and it's like It's like dry heat and then the next day it's pouring. Yep. So that's interesting. That's 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 uh, one of them. It's that's not very scary, but it is kind of like, huh? That is mm-hmm. that is pretty fucking weird. Do you okay? So do you have another one? Do you have uh, not one? about the orange show. No. No, I, I honestly didn't hear about this until you told me, and then I just started remembering. I'm like, holy shit, you're right. It always rains <laughs> at around the same time mm-hmm. of year. Like, it's a uh, it's a little interesting, but. What I wanted to talk about was actually the Queen Mary because mm-hmm. it's one of the apparently it's one of the most haunted places in the entire country. Yeah, uh, it's it's like renowned for its hauntings. And I mean, actually, just go on YouTube. And I you... have a little bit of a story about. Oh, it. you do. Uh, Self experience. Tell us. I will not. I will tell you about the history first. <laughs> okay. Because I'm a boring grandpa. You fucking ass. Okay, <laughs> then tell us about the history first. And then tell us your story. Okay. So precise. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the, the history of the, of the Queen Mary was, it was pretty much just a, a ship, and the thousand foot ship that was bigger than the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built in the, in the 1930s. Mm-hmm, very long time ago. Uh, very long time ago for a, a, a little old woman called a Queen Mary. Uh... <laughs> During the during World War II, it was used as a troop transport ship, and they called it the Grey Ghost. Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, I like that better. Being that it transported troops during the war, and you know, it had a lot of sick troops and everything. A lot of people died in the ship. Yeah. And after the war, it transported a lot of brides and children and stuff. You know, so they could see their their uh, their family members who were deployed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So after, even after that, it became a cruise liner. People were going on cruises and stuff. But it they stopped doing that because the Queen, the Queen Mary at this point was outdated. It didn't have a lot of the anemones that modern day like luxury cruise ships have. So they just parked it and made it into a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like every good boat does. But a lot of the rooms, especially in the B-Wing, mm-hmm. uh, they are still haunted. And there, there's been so many sightings. And there is... At least 150 known ghosts. And you're not a believer in ghosts. I'm not a believer. You're not a believer. I'm a skeptic. Mm-hmm. But when I was in high school, we, were, we had our high school prom at the Queen Mary. Lucky. And I was, I was in a club where we made like short films and stuff, like mm-hmm. kind of like promoting the events and all that. So they took us over to the Queen Mary so we could film like a little short film. And we were, we were just exploring the ship. You know, it was part fun, part filming, you know, it was... Whatever. We were just exploring the ship and we went like underneath the, the top deck. There was like this little like dance floor, but it was hidden away and there was like tape and stuff. It was like, so like they didn't want us in there, but we went in anyway because we were fucking rebels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I needed to take a piss. So I went to this bathroom with very low ceiling. It was fun. But right outside of the of the bathroom, there was like this uh, steel, like a vault door and it was cracked open and it was very, very dark inside. So me and this other guy, we went inside and... I, like I said, it was very dark. We couldn't see shit. So I had my little camera and I was just taking pictures so I could see with the flash and everything. There was nothing. I mean, there was just a bunch of rust, but it smelled like blood. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't see anything. And the guy, he just looked, he turns around and he looks at me. He goes, hey, uh, did you just poke me? 
I was like, no. And then he just like runs out. And I was like, okay. And then like I was still taking some pictures and stuff because I was like, I was seeing like some weird patterns in the rust. I was like, oh, I bet some shit's going to come out in this. Mm-hmm. So I was just taking pictures. Then I felt someone poke me in like in the side, like in the back. And I turned around and there was no one there. And I was like, hmm, I should probably get out of here before I get possessed. <laughs> Later that day, I was looking at the pictures. And mind you, while I was seeing the pictures, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. but in the pictures maybe i'm just crazy but maybe you could see like faces mm-hmm. in the rust and then you could see uh like footprints and like blood on the on the roof ew yeah like little like 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 small feet oh all over the roof hell no and it wasn't like they were walking in there was just like random footprints all over the fucking roof mm-hmm. so that freaked me the fuck out and i deleted those pictures immediately <laughs> and now i'm regretting deleting them because yeah incoming everybody being like yeah of course you do you fucking liar yeah. Like all the skeptics yeah, came like... You can ask my brother. <laughs> he he's not, he's not a good source. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. But yeah, that was... Uh, and like I said, I don't believe in any of that stuff, really. But that was uh, one of those things that I was kind of like, hmm, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was just my experience. But apparently there's this room. I don't remember what the room number is, but it's in the B-Wing. But apparently that's like the most haunted room that... To the point that they stopped renting it out. Yeah. Because they could never keep any guests there for a full night. Damn. Yeah. I mean, you know, ghosts and ghost hunting is pretty popular. It's getting way more popular nowadays. Yeah, with the internet and YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people would pay a good price to stay in that room to experience something. Yeah, but apparently, like, they they just... No one is willing to, to stay to the point that... They didn't seal it off or anything. Like, the room is there. Yeah. But they just don't... They don't rent it. Uh Uh-huh. I... I mean, I don't know. If one of you guys wants to go out there and convince me about it. Yeah, tell us what goes on. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of interested now. <laughs> my, uh, my next story has to do with something that's maybe not as known as, say, the Queen Mary or the Orange Show. Uh-huh. It's a story that takes place in Redlands at this place called Prospect Park. Okay. So apparently, this happened in about 19... 19- uh, 67 or 1968. Okay. And it happened to a little girl by the name of Leanne. So what had happened was there was this little girl. She was about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And she would always walk home from school. She she went to an elementary school right down the street from this park. And she would always walk through the orange groves. Because if you've ever been to Redlands, you know, it's filled with oranges. Nothing but yeah. oranges. And especially at Prospect Park, there's a lot of groves there. And there's a little trail that goes through there. So this little girl would always take a shortcut through the orange groves to make it home. One day, her parents noticed that she hadn't come home at the time she was supposed to. So they started a police investigation, but it wasn't until, like, the next day. So, like, her parents waited all this time. That's, like, number one. That's weird, right? Yeah, but, a whole good while. But they, when they did finally start the investigation, they had found her shoes inside the orange grove. With, like, the socks tucked into them. And they were just, they were just placed there. (laughs) So, her body was discovered and she was murdered. The only, like, real facts the police knew was that the neighbors had heard screams the day before. Mm -hmm. And they didn't report it. Nobody reported it. A lot of people had heard screams coming either from the, the, um stage area because they do they put on plays and musicals at this park Uh they heard screams coming from either there or from somewhere in the orange groves but nobody reported it because apparently back then there wasn't you know big that kids got abducted and it wasn't a big thing so the people who reported the screams the day after they had found her dead 
reported them as sounding desperate, frantic, and begging to stop. Fuck. <laughs> and neither of the people or any of the people um, who reported it thought anything of it. They thought it was kids playing in the park. So, th- okay, warning everybody, this is going to get kind of graphic. But the details of her body, they found her naked lying underneath the stage of the park. Um, her body had been placed in a small area of dirt that had been smothered and leveled out. Smoothed and leveled out. My bad, I'm sorry. And she was placed on her side with both of her hands underneath her head and her knees pushed up towards her chest. Fuck. Her hair was perfectly combed. And if it were not for the fact that both of her eyeballs had been removed from her head, it would appear that she was simply taking a nap. All of her clothes, except for her panties and the shoes and socks that were left in the orange grove, were completely clean and dust-free, folded neatly almost perfectly, according to the officer, a few feet away from her. Her parents were positive that Leanne would have been wearing underwear. She was an 11-year-old girl, you know. So it was assumed that the murderer had kept it as a souvenir. So the medical investigation later revealed that she had indeed been raped and sodomized multiple times and from the bruising on her wrists, neck, and inside of her mouth and back of her throat. It was clear that she had a tremendous struggle. In addition to both of her eyeballs being removed, all ten of her fingernails were also removed. Yeah. But other than that and the bruising on the wrists and neck, there was not a single mark on the rest of her body. The official cause of death was something to the effect of strangulation combined with choking. So, yeah, oof, I get chills reading that. Every time I read it, I get chills. That made my stomach turn. What kind of sick fuck, you know, would do something like this? So this actually isn't an urban legend. It's not a theory. This is true. Yeah. The urban legend comes from supposedly her uh, ghost still haunting the park because she was laid to rest right next to the stage of the park, which is fucking weird. How did nobody see this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you go to the park now, they have cameras everywhere and surveillance um cameras uh pointing at everything back then obviously they didn't but so when i had heard of this um me being the creepy fuck that i am i was like okay let's go (laughs) like let's investigate it i didn't think anything of it um i didn't i didn't believe the story was real until because i had heard it from friends you know i didn't even read this story online until after i had left the park I just knew that somebody was like, oh, yeah, there's this park that's haunted. I didn't know all of these details until after I had visited there. So I went with a group of friends. It was the middle of the night. And we start walking up this hill. It's pitch black. You can't hear anything. And again, remember, I didn't know any of these details before we had went. So as we're walking up the hill, I just hear screaming. And, like, we all hear it. We all stop dead in our tracks and look at each other. And we're like, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? And then almost, like, a cackle, like a maniacal kind of laugh that was coming from some house up on the hill. Mm-hmm. And it just kept continuing. It was very faint. It wasn't too loud because we weren't that close to it. But we all heard the screams. So we flip out. We run back down the hill. And we're like, okay, no, fuck that. We're not walking up this area. We're going to go walk around the park to another area. So we're going up the trail and we get to the actual stage area and i was like oh shit there's a there's a there's a stage here people put on plays i didn't know the details so i'm like oh that's so cool we should go up there and then we all stop and we get quiet and you can hear like tap 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 on the stage and i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> and then i look over to my right 
and there's a huge tree on the side. And from that, I see a, a man's figure kind of peering over from the tree. So at that point, I flipped my shit. Because at this point, I'm not thinking it's ghosts. I'm just thinking it's a creepy old man that's trying to kill us. Yeah. You know, so because, I mean, even though I'm a believer, I still have logic. Like, I still, yeah, you try I know to that find a rational yeah, explanation things can be explained other ways. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, we need to go. We need to go right now. We book it. We get out of there. We get in the car. I start driving away. As I'm driving around the corner of the orange groves, I see, oh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> oh, you could ask, like, all four of my friends were there, this shit. They all remember it. There was this thing that crawled out of the bushes. I don't know. Fuck? It looked like some kind of animal, but I had never seen this animal before. It's a chupacabra. <laughs> it's a chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing, like, runs across the street really fast, and... We all saw it at the same time, and I, like, stopped my car dead in my tracks, and I was just sitting there like, you guys, what the fuck was that? And they're like, I don't know, I don't know. We got out of there, and after I left, I was like, what had happened? What happened at this park? I know you guys say it was haunted, but I've never felt such horrible, negative, nasty energy around me. That's when I went online. That's when I found the story and read up on it, and I was like, holy shit, like, all these things kind of correlate with what we had seen. Yeah. Not to mention, I had went back to that park maybe a month or so later, and I met a group of people who were also just weirdos there. And um, I sat down and started talking to them. I was like, hey, like, have you guys ever seen anything at this park? They started telling me a story about how when they were walking to the orange groves, they had seen a little boy sitting down crying. And they went to go talk to him. And the minute that they went to go talk to him, he yelled and ran into the orange grove, or like screamed and ran into the orange groves and just disappeared, was gone. Hmm. And so that part, <laughs> that's one that maybe not everybody had known, but don't go there at night. It's scary as fuck. Way ahead of you. <laughs> I am never setting foot there, even in a day. Oh, I oh, thought that. <laughs> I thought she said way ahead of you, like you're already gonna go. I'm like, no. oh, I'm like, you wanna go tonight, BB? Oh, you wanna go tonight? No. Fuck that. <laughs> you know me, Moon. I'm a bitch. Yeah. Oh, I know. I always call you it. <laughs> Shit. So uh, I was thinking when you saw something cr crawling out, it was probably just fucking Satan. That fuck boy. Just yeah, yeah. Fuck. Go away, fuck boy. Go away, fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, I like that we had a similar idea for a uh, for a story. Because my story is a little bit similar, and it also happened here in, in Southern California. Mm -hmm. It happened in a in a town uh, that used to be known as Wineville. Okay. They changed the name. Uh, this, effect, this event actually made them change the name because they didn't want to be associated with it anymore. It is now called Miraloma. Oh, okay. And uh, they, they are called the Chicken Coop Mortars. Okay. So this, uh, this guy, I'm not going to say his name. I mean, I have the article right here, but I'm not going to say his name because fuck that fool. He should yeah, not be remembered. Fuck him. He was a, a serial murderer and rapist who, uh, who he was at large. He, he kidnapped little boys and he would rape and murder them with an axe and he would uh, keep them in a chicken coop. In, uh, and th this all happened in 1928. Mm -hmm. There was actually a movie based on this event. It's called Changeling with Angelina Jolie. Really? The thing that started the investigation, because no one had reported and no one even knew that this was happening. They just knew that boys were going missing. Yeah. So this woman reported her son missing and the police started looking for him. So a little while later, like maybe a few days later, the police found this boy and they brought the boy to her saying, this is your son. This is uh, her son's name was Walter Collins. And uh, they were saying, this is your son. She was like, this is not my son. They, they brought a different, a random boy. He was a runaway. 
But they were trying to convince her that this was her son. And she she wasn't having it. Like, she knows her... I mean, a mother knows her son. And all they told her was, just take him home. Try him out. Can you imagine that? Like, so, someone just fucking telling you, hey, uh, here's this random boy. Just pretend he's your son. Hey, uh, you want to you wanna adopt... This? It's like a pet. They're, like, giving you... Hey, man, just just try to take just care of it. Whatever. It, yeah, it, That's so fucked it's up. It's fucked up. <laughs> so, so she forced them to start an investigation, seeing what was going on. Because she was going in the newspaper and everything, seeing all of these missing boys and mm-hmm. everything. She started getting people around the community involved and everything forcing the police to do something about it so they did they launched this whole investigation and they finally found the culprit who lived in, in wineville again it's now called miraloma mm-hmm. who was keeping these boys he was kidnapping them he was raping them and he was murdering them with an axe and they found the remains of her son who had been dead the whole time obviously Holy shit uh yeah th- this all happened in, in 1928 and they say that i mean the the house where all this happened is still there Mm-hmm. But it's 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 been like minimized. So there's like a new house like in front of it, whatever. But there's people that say that they still go and they can still hear like a like chains uh, rattling mm-hmm. or not chains, but like a chain link fence. You know how it sounds when it's like the idiot gets his wind or whatever. Or they they hear like footsteps or like scraping mm-hmm. noises, metal scraping, like maybe like an axe dragging yeah. or something. And obviously, there's there's not, none of that going on. But there's a lot of reports of people still hearing these things. Dude, that's sick. That's like, fucked up. To put them in chicken coops and yeah. ew, ew. That it really fucked up. You know what's ironic is that uh, my next story is is similar actually, which is weird because we didn't talk about our stories beforehand. No, we didn't discuss this. We never plan anything out. <laughs> We're fucking losers. <laughs> so, um, this one happened in Chino. Uh-huh. And everybody and anybody who lives around here knows where Chino is. Yeah. Well, this shit is creepy. It also has to do with an axe murderer. Okay. So uh, we're going to call him Fuckboy. <laughs> so, Mr. Fuckboy the Axe. M- Mr. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Axe Fuckboy. So he was convicted um, of murdering, axe murdering four people in a house in 1983. Uh, actually, hacked and stabbed. So he yeah. did multiple stuff. Um, he was charged with the murders of Doug and Peg Ryan, both 41, their daughter Jessica, 10, and Christopher Hughes, 11, in the Ryan home. Their hacked and stabbed bodies were discovered on June 5th, 1983, by a young Hughes father. Three days after the coop, after Cooper escaped from the Chino Institution for men, oh, sorry, fuck boy, <laughs> was also charged with attempted murder in the attack of Joshua Ryan, the Ryan's nine-year-old son who survived a slashed throat and a blow to the head. Fuck. So every, he killed everybody in the family. He hacked up their bodies. He stabbed them. He, you know, he put them in, a, he put their body parts in a little pile. Mm. And the only one who survived was the nine-year-old. And he was slashed in his throat and had a blow to the head and he survived. But this a crazy way to live right there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I can't imagine the horrible trauma this kid must go through yeah. on a day to I mean, he's an adult now, but you know, fuck. Like when did this happen? In 1983. Oh shit! So it's pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as uh, as older as the other stories. So yeah, this happened in a small like farm kind of town, uh-huh. which also threw people um for a loop like it caught them by surprise because none of this stuff had ever happened in their little quiet town yeah and their house was in a field just by itself so the guy was charged he was sentenced to death thank goodness (laughs) um he was also charged with separate charges of rape and kidnapping also he was he was just a fucked up guy from this yeah 
he escaped from a male mental institution. So after that, he headed to this this family's house and, and committed these crimes. So I heard about this about two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And what did I do? You went over there. <laughs> I went over there. You're crazy bitch. The minute I heard about it, my friends were like, yeah, there's this crazy axe murder. I was like, where is it? We're going. We're going right now. <laughs> and sure enough, we did. It was up this little hill kind of thing. And once you go there, it's just a nice farm uh, area, you know? Yeah. There's nice families and there's some chickens and some cows. Some and chickens. People eating cat food out of a can and stuff, With you know? With a fork. With a fork. <laughs> and um, where the house used to be, it's just an empty field. I guess they never rebuilt it. It looks like there's like a stump of a cut down tree and maybe some remains of the house. But other than that, it's just completely empty field. And it was a big piece of land. These Mm -hmm. people lived on a big piece of land. When we went there, of course, it was at nighttime. Um, They say that uh, the reports say that it's the little girl or the other son who sometimes you can see them walking by. Or you can, again, kind of like what you said, you could hear like, noises you know like so something that would have been appropriate for that. yeah exactly so when we went it wasn't as scary as my prospect park park story but we did see a few misty type of shadows standing in the field Mm -hmm. and again maybe we were paranoid at the time and and probably (laughs) but all three of us had seen it you know we were walking we tried to get in the field actually but it was gated off Mm. i I tried to find a way (laughs) But I couldn't. <laughs> um, but we were walking, we were staring at the field, and, and we all just felt like immense emotion thinking about the story. And as we're looking there, all three of us look at each other. We dart to each other at the same time. We're like, did you guys see that? And it was like a misty shadow, and it was like the size of a child. Yeah. And it just had ran by. And that was the only thing that we saw. We felt sadness. We felt weird, but we didn't really see anything. But I mean, that's again another true story. Yeah, that's uh. I mean, we like to talk about uh like like horrible things that have happened and stuff. It's interesting to us, and you know, like hearing about hauntings and all of that. But it's some real scary shit when it's it's like we're not talking about like necessarily ghosts or yeah. demons or any of this stuff. These are fucking people that are fucked in the head, and mm-hmm. they're over here. Uh, hurting others this is shit that happens on a day-to-day basis i mean we live here right next to san bernardino where we hear about shit like that oh, happening. Yeah. but it's it happens so much that it's just not really reported anymore mm-hmm. or it's not or if it's reported it just doesn't it doesn't make news anymore because it's a day-to-day thing yeah it's it's, it's kind of scary because we we don't think about it every day but it happens every fucking day of, no, we just sit back and we're like, oh, that's something that happened in another in another state yeah. or somewhere far away from me. That can never happen to me. And then you hear something happening down the street from you, which is, you know, what we're talking about right now. These things didn't happen down the street per se, literally, but they're still so close. This it's close enough. Yeah. Redlands? <laughs> I, I currently lived like 10, 15 minutes away from Redlands yeah. where that park is. And that murder happened to this little girl down the street, basically. Chino is 30 minutes from here. Uh, Mira Loma isn't too far from here either. It's all like these 10, places, away. all these places are so close. I mean, this started out as an urban legend episode, but turned more into the fucked people in the IE. <laughs> yeah, because that's all it really is. I mean, we're we're touching. We are trying to touch on the urban aspect. Um, I mean, urban aspect, urban legend aspect of it also. Yeah, like the ghosts thing. But 
these are very real stories. Yeah, they are. Except for the Orange Show. That one is not proven. That is more of an urban legend or a and, myth. And it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a coincidence. I'll yes, that. yes. Hell of a coincidence. <laughs> I think since the, the curse started, I think there's only been like two years when it didn't rain. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I two mean, years. Wait, do, you know, do you know exactly when it started? Um, I, I, I it happened in, in like the like mid to late 1800s. Yeah, I, believe. I I don't know when it exactly started. I just know that the two years it didn't. I think one year was 2014 and 2015. I think those were the two years yeah. where it had hadn't happened to but rain. But aside from that, it happens at least at the very beginning. But it does. Yeah, rain. that's crazy. So there's this other story, and uh, enlighten me. It uh, it is about the Ukaipa Watchers. Hmm. And. <laughs> I've told this story before, and I'm going to tell it a little less exciting <laughs> because it's not as exciting as I make it seem. But to me, it's just so fucking interesting that this happens, like uh-huh. that there's actually people like this. Okay, so there is this family in Yukaipa, and they live just in this normal house on the street. Their windows are like, they have little, they have boards on them or whatever, and then they have a big ass camera on one of the windows also. So you would say that they live in Yukaipa and they're watching people go by? Is yeah. that why they're called the Yukaipa Watchers? Yes, yeah, stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, this has been happening since I was, since before I was like in middle school. Because that's when I heard about this. I heard about it through a friend. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you pass by their house more than once, like at least two people come out. Sometimes it's the whole family. Sometimes it's just, sorry, my alarm went off. Sometimes I'll it's. Give it this time. It's, uh, it's just like. One person or two people. But no matter what, if you pass by the house more than once, people will come outside. The family will come outside and there's videos of them yelling racial slurs at people or yelling Mm. like homophobic slurs at people. And it's just fucking strange. Like these people are are crazy. Yeah. They watch you pass by and they will call the cops on you if you pass by more than once also. I mean, they're just a private people, Moon. Dude. (laughs) <laughs> but private to the point where they have boards all over their windows yeah. and they have a camera out yeah, and saw. they'll come out if you pass by more than once and they'll start cussing you out and sometimes there's also stories and videos of them well, I haven't seen any on YouTube but like from people that I know I've seen them come out with bats or they'll have something you know Some like a crowbar yeah something yeah. they I've heard that they have chased people down the street or I don't know but these occurrences where they actually like, chase people down with like weapons in hand and everything—they never hurt them. <laughs> I imagine that they, that can't be a like a common thing even for them because otherwise, like the police would get involved because that's like that's threatening people, yeah. you know. But yeah, I mean they. But also, I bet you the cops are used to them because they call the cops like almost every single day. Yeah, they're known. These people are known for calling the cops at least every single day. Yeah, if somebody passes by, if if you pass by a, if you pass by the house in a car more than once. They're really not going to do anything about it. They will call the cops on you. Like, how fucked do you have to be? And let me also just say, I don't condone going and messing with people ever. Like, don't go and harass these people. That's fucked up, you know? They obviously have some sort of issues. I I have went before, but I didn't go and harass them. I just drove by twice to see if it was true that they will come out no matter what, no matter what time of day it is. Mm-hmm. I went late at night with a friend, two friends, and yeah, they, they did come throw out. Throw cans at their windows. No, and stuff. no, no, <laughs> no. I don't. Not con- harassing. I don't condone anybody harassing them, but it is real. It is real. If you pass by twice, these people will run out and they will start cussing at you. They will yell at you. They will call the cops on you. 
So I mean, there's crazy <laughs> or paranoid or you know whatever people everywhere you go. It's just it's weird hearing about people like this here in California. But you think that it's like movies that this stuff happens. Yeah. In. You don't think when, that when you first started telling me about the story, I was expecting like people like in the Strangers movie. With, no. Like, <laughs> Potato sack masks yeah. and coming out with pitchforks. You watch too many fucking movies. This... <laughs> I bet if they made a movie about them, that's how that would portray them. Yeah, exactly. This story is exciting to me. It's interesting to me because even though it's not like that big cinematic, you know, kind of dramatic situation, it's still interesting nonetheless. It's still, it's strange. Like, why? Why are, why are they beyond paranoid? Why are they... Mm-hmm like such assholes and why are they like shout and why are they so what got them to this point so that's what i'm going to talk about the theory it's not that long it's not that interesting supposedly they had a daughter mm-hmm. and some they had a home invasion somebody had broken into the house and kidnapped their daughter Ooh. and after that they had no idea where she went so um she just ran away from them <laughs> she's just like I'm fucking run away mom and dad also I mean this is another side note it's said that they're an inbred family mm-hmm. and uh, I mean it's, it's kind of fucked up but I mean I let's uh, not touch on that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's not but um, we don't know <clears throat> yeah um, this might just be assholes saying yeah. that uh, but anyways so they had allegedly got a uh, I feel like Wendy Williams allegedly allegedly <laughs> they got her finger shipped to them Ooh. or like like it was on their doorstep in a box yeah. somebody left a part of her finger there and was like if you want to see her you have to wait for our next clue or you have to wait they did a police investigation nothing ever came up of it they didn't find anybody and so supposedly the story is that anytime they see a car pass by more than once they suspect they either get scared that somebody's going to abduct somebody else, kill them, break in their house again, or they come outside because they're waiting for somebody else to come and bring their daughter back or waiting for another clue. Mm-hmm. That's what the story or the theory is. I mean, that, that that's uh, very plausible. I mean, that's that would cause that somebody would to fuck someone up. Yeah, that yeah. would definitely cause somebody to be that paranoid. Yeah. I... Oh. I, people. I, I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Because no matter what, no matter what time of day, no matter when, if you pass by in your car more than once, they will come outside. Yeah. Like I said, like I saw a couple of videos and yeah, I just, like, I feel bad for them. I, I do too. People. I don't, I kind of don't feel bad for them because they go and they cuss people out and. Well, yeah. But I mean, you got to imagine after so much, after years yeah. of this happening, fucking stupid ass teenagers going up and fucking with them. I mean, it's got to piss no. you off at a, to an extent, you know? I know. I understand. It. I still don't think it, uh, I don't know. I don't think it deserves that. So, you know, like yeah. that kind of backlash. People are just curious. They just park outside the house. I don't like the little fucks who do go and harass them, though. That's not okay. Welp. <laughs> well, ending on a, on a strange note. Uh, ending on a, yeah. I'm just glad that we could bring it back to a happy place mm-hmm. with that story. And I definitely want to revisit this topic again. Like, oh, yeah. We definitely have to talk about, you know, more strange occurrences or mm-hmm. talking about, uh, you know, other crazy shit. Urban legends or here. hauntings. Because right in our backyard. Right in the eye. Because you know what? We don't get enough love. We don't get enough attention. And we love us some attention. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Millennials Podcast, everybody. Let us know if you guys have heard any urban legends or what you know that we might not know of. Yeah, please let us know. And, you know, just to wrap things up, Moon, what mm-hmm. did we learn today? Uh, people are scary. Yeah, I guess that's a good note to end up. <laughs> 
Please make sure you rate, review, and comment on our stuff. Mm-hmm. Please. Especially on iTunes. Oh, yeah. We could use the love. We, we could use the ratings. You can find us on iTunes, as I just mentioned. Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. Except for Spotify, because Spotify hates us. Come on, Spotify. Come please, on. Please don't hate us anymore. If Or if you just look, um, if you just search up Bilennials on Google.com, we will come up on some of the websites. Yep, we're going to be like the top three results, and probably more than that, too. Mm. Oh, hell yeah, mm. BB. You can also follow us on our social media. Instagram is at Bilennials Podcast. Facebook and Twitter is at Bilennials. Or, as Moon just mentioned, mm-hmm. just Google us. Just Google us. We're the only ones with the name. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Say my name. Say my name.